Welcome to Benefits, What Like It's Hard? The podcast that breaks down the truths and misconceptions about all things benefits. Not only do we talk about what you should know about the benefits offered to you through your employer, but we also tackle topics on physical and financial wellness. I mean, come on, what more could you want from a podcast? Join me, Libby Allison, each week to hear from people just like you sharing their own experiences and experts giving us the inside scoop on the information we need to be successful. Hi, everyone. Today, we have Sherry Goldsmith and Raquel on the podcast. We're going to be talking about resilience, which I think is a really great topic, especially with everything going on right now. So, Raquel, did you want to go ahead and just get started and introduce Sherry? Yes, thank you, Libby. Um, Yeah, I'm really excited about this topic, especially now more than ever. It's always been an, an interest of mine in terms of understanding what are things I can do to be more resilient and just thinking about how some people seem to bounce back faster than others. Uh, And so I think this is going to be really great to talk to Sherry and and learn more about how we can um, take some of those nuggets of wisdom and apply them in our lives. So just to do quick introductions, I'll turn it over to Sherry Goldsmith. Um, She's a licensed social worker and she's president of Workplace Resilience. So I will let her give a brief introduction and then we'll go ahead and dive right in. Okay. Hi, Raquel. Um, I want to tell you a little about my background. Um, I, my company is Workplace Resilience, and I help organizations through change and help them build resilience skills. And so I do that in a variety of ways. I do coaching. I do group training and uh, speaking, and they learn more about themselves and each other, and it helps them uh, understand change better and and grow and become more resilient. And so my background and, like, why did I get to this place is that I um, graduated uh, in communications, worked in business, and led organizations, and somehow ended up in social services, working on projects and creating new programs, and led me to have an interest in wanting to learn more about people and how I can help them change. So I went back to school, got my master's in social work, and um, got uh, licensed independently, and I'm a licensed independent social worker, which means I can do therapy. So I still um, have uh, 12 hours a week where I work with people one-on-one in uh, doing counseling and um, have a, am able to still enjoy that part while I do consulting with organizations. Great. Thank you for that background. Uh, And we'll talk a little bit more throughout our conversation of how your research and working with clients has um, really brought in your understanding of what resiliency is and what you've seen um, be most effective. 
I think what would be helpful for our audience is just to set the stage for what is resiliency and what does some of the research tell us? Okay, I would love to share with you. So there's two researchers that really stand out for me. One is Emily Werner, and she really is the founder of Resilience. And she did a longitudinal study um, in Kauai, on the island of Kauai, with uh, a number of children. And she followed them for 30 years. And these children came from impoverished backgrounds, uh, single-parent households where there was um, mental illness and there was drug and alcohol, abuse and neglect. And as she followed them, what she found is two-thirds of these children were really struggling, as could be expected coming from these backgrounds. But what surprised her is one-third of these kids were doing well. They weren't only surviving, they were thriving. And she followed them throughout their lives. And as adults, two-thirds continued to have problems, a lot of the same problems that she had seen in their households at a young age. But one-third of them had become successful, productive adults. And this really surprised her. And from this, um, she identified certain protective factors that helped and guided these children to become productive adults. Um, the other piece of research that I think is important is Salvador Matti, and he really is the founder of uh, Workplace Resilience. And Salvador was working in the 1980s in Illinois Bell Telephone doing research. And he was doing research on stress, and at that time they believed that stress uh, needed, if you were stressed in your life, you needed to eliminate whatever was causing that stress. And of course, today we realize how ridiculous that is. I mean, how could we eliminate everything that stresses us? We know that we need to learn to manage that stress. So he's in there working with these people and following them. And at that time, Illinois Bell Telephone goes through a horrific restructuring laying off period where they laid off of 26,000 people, half, 50% of their workforce. And um, the remaining people there uh, were in constant flux. Um, people talked about how during that time, in one year they had 12 different bosses. Their responsibilities were changing constantly, and Salvador was following these people, and what he discovered was many of these people, two-thirds of them, were uh, suffering uh, physical illnesses, all kinds of physical illnesses, uh, drinking, drug issues, depression and anxiety, you name it. One-third of them, he found, were not only surviving through this experience, but they actually were thriving. They were doing really, really well. And this fascinated him. And what he discovered were these three traits that 
the three attitudes that they followed, and they were commitment, challenge, and control. So let me tell you a little about what each one of these are. Commitment. This meant that these individuals, regardless of what was going on, they committed to what they were doing. They dug in. They continued to be extremely productive. They reached out. They formed new social relationships. They um, talked to their bosses. They looked for new ways to learn and take on new challenges. So, so if we look at that in what we're going through today and what we're dealing with today, um, commitment is really digging in and not getting involved in what's going on around you, but really focusing on how you can be productive, digging in, being productive, reaching out, continuing to grow and uh, create new relationships, and just grow as a person. So control. What Maddie found was these individuals had an internal locus of control. So there's such a thing called internal and external locus of control. And this theory says that some people, and there's a test you can take to show whether you have more of an internal or more of an external locus of control. If you have an internal locus of control, you feel like you have more control in your life that you can make things happen. Things are not happening to you. With an external locus of control, you feel like the universe is making these things happen to you. So if we put that in the context of what's happening today, we look at what's happening with our pandemic and the, and the crisis and how we're all sheltered. And some of us can feel like this is happening to us. So how do we gain control? What things do we control in this experience? So there are many things we can control. And actually, I go through this exercise um, with groups of people and making them write down what they actually do control. Because I have a lot of people that come into my office as I work as a therapist. And they feel like life is controlling them and they have no control. And then they write those things down and they realize there's lots of ways that they can control what's going on in their life. So the last one that he identified was challenge. And challenge was these individuals looked at what was happening to them not as adversity, not as this huge hill, and how am I going to deal with this, and this is overwhelming, but that this was an opportunity for growth. This was an opportunity to do something different, and they took it on. And so those are the three attitudes that Maddie had identified, and I think they're really um, they're a really good way to look at what we're going through today and to recognize whether we are utilizing those attitudes to deal with everything. Yeah. 
Absolutely. No, I thank you so much for sharing that because I think that's something we can all um, think about and reflect on as you describe challenges, control, and commitment, and um, how we can how we can start to reframe those um, to help us be more resilient. Now, the next question I think people are probably thinking about is, are you born resilient? You know, you talked about the research um, from Emily Werner that one third were identified to kind of have that more resiliency built in naturally. Um, can you talk to us about, are you born sure. resilient? Right. So, um, Everyone always asks me that question, and of course, I would not have a company workplace resilience if I felt you had to be born with resilience. Um, some people actually are born with the traits of resilience, and um, they just naturally are able to turn around situations and problem solve easily than others. I I see that even if I uh, compare my two sons. I have an older son and he was always able to just recover from things quicker and turn them around and get back up. But you can learn resilience and it's a matter of changing the way you think. And it's a matter of uh, making a commitment to look at things differently. Um, it's not easy but is definitely something you can learn. So I think that's a nice segue into how can we become more resilient? So can you talk to us about a few of those um, attributes or, or things we can be doing to, to be more resilient in our day-to-day -day lives? Well, the first one I would have to talk about would be um, setting the intention. You have to set the intention that you are going to look at things differently and you want to be more resilient. We're talking about if you have thought the same way your whole life, and let's say you're 40 years old, your brain is patterned with that thought or with that way of thinking and it very quickly is a go-to for you of how you react to things. But you can change how you react to things. Maybe your first thought, because it's just natural, will be how you usually react. But that second thought can be very different. So setting the intention and saying, making a list in the morning and say, if we look at what we're going through today, you know, how I want this day to go and how I want to uh, approach everything that's going on today, um, what I want to accomplish today. So it all starts with setting intentions. That makes sense. So first is set the intention and really focus on the day, focus on what are some things you want to achieve today, be in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, what are some other qualities that um, we should work on to become more resilient? I think a big one is being a problem solver. 
really, being resilient is all about being a problem solver. When something bad happens and no one gets through life without something bad happens, you have to adjust and you have to look at how you're going to solve the problems. That's the bottom line. For example, so when this pandemic happened and everything shut down, one of the big things that keeps me strong and keeps my mind fit and, and uh, focused is working out. And we didn't have a place to work out. So how was I going to adapt to that? So I problem solved and figured out how I was going to work out at home and keep my routine that I had that kept me centered and kept me grounded. So it's a matter of moving past, woe is me, why did this happen, and moving further on in the curve of when change happens, you have to go through the process and then get to acceptance. I think that's great. I think that's great. And kind of along those lines of um, working through the process, um, I want to talk about the post-traumatic growth because I think that helps um, bring an understanding to when we go through experiences, you know, we're going to have different um, feelings, you know, day to day, and, and we're going to have to work through um, and make sense of what's going on. But can you talk about kind of what's on the other side of that? Okay. So when I talk about resilience sometimes, people have expectations that are unrealistic. When something bad happens, when you go through a change, there's a process you go through, a journey to acceptance. You are not going to go first thing and say, well, this is great, and I accept, and I'm just going to move right through this. You have to go through the many emotions and the, and the many thoughts that you have to get to the point where you find acceptance. I remember someone saying to me at one time, I'm trying to find the meaning. I'm trying hard, but I'm so miserable. And I said, stop trying so hard. Maybe you'll find the meaning when you're through the process. Give yourself some compassion. Allow yourself to feel, but keep pushing forward. And then on the other side of acceptance, you hopefully will find that post-traumatic growth where you can see the meaning in it and you can see the good things in it. And you're able to grow from the experience. But it's very hard to see it when you're going through it. Now that makes sense. I think a lot of us can relate to things that have happened in our lives already where we were going through something difficult, which we all face at some point or another, right. and right. kind of coming through that experience, um, there are things that we learn, there are things that we grow to appreciate, um, mm -hmm. and there are things that we couldn't have 
really fully experienced or understood had we not gone through that experience. So I think that gives encouragement and hope um, while we're right now in the midst of of this epidemic. Um, So for those that want to learn more about your services that you provide, I know primarily for employers, um, can you let our listeners know where they can find you for more information? Absolutely. Um, You can go on my website, workingresilience.com, or you can contact me at Sherry, S-H-A-R-I, at Sherry Goldsmith, and that's G-O-L-D-S-M-I-T-H dot com. Sherry, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast discussion today and helping us to understand what is resilience and how we can apply that in our lives. Oh, you're welcome. And it was a pleasure for me to share. See you next time. Nothing we say in this podcast is representative of any specific plan and should not be construed as legal, regulatory, or accounting advice. If there is any discrepancy between what we say and your plan document, your plan document will always